everybody, welcome to yet another wonderful fucking episode of Geek Ronin. It is the bearded man, uh, as it always is, giving you this introduction. Uh, this episode, uh, we are going to be talking about... Um, mainly we talked about uh, Childish Gambino and his latest music video uh, for This Is America. Um, we also got into Kanye West a little bit and a couple of other things, but mainly we talked about Childish Gambino. Uh, there was some other conversation at the end, but we're going to split that off for a, a different episode probably uh, that will come out later on this week. Um, we had uh, a guest on, and uh, awesome guy. We've had him on before. His name is Demetrius. Um, he is a sharp, smart well-spoken motherfucker who just kicks ass and takes names. So uh, before I roll the uh, introduction music, which I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be this week, so it's going to be a surprise for both of us. Um, oh, well, all of us, I should say, rather. Um, I'm going to have uh, a clip of him giving you his social media, so you guys should definitely go and check out all of his stuff. He's got some music. He's, uh, he's just an all-around great guy, and you should definitely be uh, listening to and following him uh, on his social media. Uh, and as always, you can find all of our stuff on uh, geekronin.com. You can find all of our uh, previous episodes that we have so far uh, on soundcloud.com slash geekronin, or you can find us on Google Play, Stitcher. Um, we're looking to do a few other ones. Uh, iTunes is still being a dick, so not on iTunes. Um, and yeah, really that's it. I mean, you can find me, uh, I am Thomas TVG, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find Danny, uh, on uh, successfully failing or this successfully failing the real Danny Darko. It's all over the place. Just look for Danny Roman or successfully failing. You'll find all of his stuff successfully failing.com or failing, suce- failing successfully.com. I successfully failed on that. And, uh, teosbylaw.com uh, and uh, on most of his social media as well as uh, teosbylaw so check all that fun stuff out we got a lot of cool stuff uh, in the works for you guys uh, coming bar cons coming up again this summer hopefully we'll all see you there and uh, we'll hopefully be seeing uh, most of you guys at uh, New York Comic Con and some of the other conventions that are happening as well so without further ado uh, pick up uh, Demetrius's uh, social media stuff and on with the motherfucking show uh, you can find me on Facebook at Demetrius Lane. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Demetrius Lane. Um, very simple to follow, 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 follow. And I follow back, so please follow me at Demetrius Lane, spelled D-E-M as in Mary, E-T-R-I-U-S-L-A-N as in Nancy, E. Perfect. Bam. And on SoundCloud. I have a sound file. I do, but we need to update the sound file. Exactly. But we'll the sound file. We got the sound file up too. We have Geek Ronin. If the syndicate's illiterate, let me spell it out. I'm over bleeding, over needing the benefit to die. Come on. When all the lights are shy, I hear your heart And staying lit, I skin still fears the Oh, you know, the fun stuff Lots of that going around <sighs> Yep, lots of that going around Let's say we, uh, we cut the bullshit and we get right fucking to it Cause, 
I'm actually I'm very excited to hear hear what you guys have to say because uh, after everyone started freaking out on the internet about this is America, I actually sat down and, and watched it on my my monitor, and like I watched probably like maybe like ten times or like lyrics and looking at the background, not even looking at what he's doing or anything like that, just looking at the background, seeing all the shit that's happening. Like, what do you what, what are you guys thoughts on on this? Like, this is such a fucking cra- it's a crazy video and it's such a a great video. Okay, I mean, how do we really, really, where do we start, first of all, because there's just, there's so much going on in this video, and unfortunately, the lyrics do not do it justice, only because it's, it's such a visual experience, like we have to say this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like, a, uh, only because I saw the, the um, there was an explanation that, that describes some of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that helped like really um, like reiterate some of the points that were being made in the video. But I do think this is a very like like you said, this is a very visual experience. This is a very uh, yeah. If you just listen to the song, you wouldn't be able to get reason. Like, not necessarily like this. Like I I heard the song when he did it for SNL. Like I saw him perform it live, and I don't think it had the same weight to it as the video did. Well, I mean, I'm I've only heard the song. Like a couple times, okay, um, and mostly through the video. But I'm only thinking of like the completely oral experience, like with no visual at all. Think about listening to it mm-hmm. in your headphones, with, like on your way to work. Like you have no kind of visual interpretation of it, right? So I mean, to see it, to see what the ideas are that are going on, it's kind of like um, that's that's a commentary almost in itself. Like the music is supposed to be sort of like the distraction from absolutely. Whatever. Even even as though he's acting out these things, he's still singing a song that is not that ideally you'd pay attention to because it's the music versus the visual. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he even it's sort of a distraction. He even references it in the lyrics where he talks about you know, look how I move. That's just a tool. You know, like you know, it's it's all about you know, like he's making this big statement, but he's using such a popular medium currently. It's almost sort of like the genius behind the whole thing is he's, he has a, a, a song that could be interpreted one way. If you don't see the video, it's just a catchy song. And then you see the video and you see that that's sort of like a distraction for what he's actually trying to say. I mean, even in the lyrics too, there's a sense of commentary on the black experience in America. He does say a lot of about get your money, black man, and, you know, and things like that, and like dance, dance girl, dance, like yeah. Th- there's a lot. There's a lot of commentary on that, but I think, like, really, the experience that people are sharing right now is the video itself, where we're getting all of these messages. Because um, initially you're, you're you're blown away by the initial gunshot. I think that's the the first initial response is like holy shit! Like this, this this completely came out of left field. You're not really expecting it, and it sets the tone for the video. But when you look at it again, you're realizing that there's so much stuff happening in the background and stuff happening even within that first uh, instance of the gunshot, where you're getting, you know. Uh, he shoots the man in the head, and the gun is handled with so much care and delicacy, and the man's body is just dragged away, you know, like, 
whatever. Like it's not pressure. Like it's not, you know, something to uh, to hold that to that kind of standard. Mm-hmm. And um, like constantly in the video, you're seeing things, you know, happen, and you're just so mesmerized by the dancing, by visual expressions that he's giving. Um, by the kids and a lot of the movement that's happening directly in front of you and it's supposed to be directly in front of you uh, and be that distracting because, you know, that's what we're seeing now in media and, and um, with social media, with uh, with the news, everything that we experience now is, uh, is very um, distracting almost. It's very like, look at me, look at this, like, don't look at the fact that you know, a church was just gunned down. You know what I mean? Never mind that, you know, uh, this family or this, you know, person was killed and like, if there's so much going on and like, you're, you, I believe you can't properly digest this. There's way too much to unpack. Agreed. Wholeheartedly agreed. What's interesting about it, though, is is that <clears throat> most of the people who are in these videos, and in, in this video in particular, like they're smiling the entire time. Like, like it's just, <clears throat> it's it's a little bit disheartening. It's kind of like a mirror of like, just I don't know. I, I felt like that was what it was I last like, week. With me, I feel like it's almost it's almost like commentary on on like marketing and and selling yourself like oh see look we're all happy we're having you know we're having a good time the song's supposed to be happy and you know look at what we're doing and then you got all this crazy shit that's happening in the background it's almost like a normalized thing where like like he's laughing smiling dancing acting like all of this is essentially normal and that for us is now our normal like all this craziness is happening literally in front of our faces but we're so distracted or we're so desensitized uh, to it essentially to it that like we're not really you know at this point feeling like um the weight of the weight of it you know can we talk about that desensitized feeling um for a moment i just it made me think about how i felt because after i watched the video you know i wasn't in uproar or anything like that like i was very very sad um and it's almost kind of like similar to how you watch the news for long periods of time or you read the paper. And it's kind of why I stay away from like media in that way, consuming a lot of that stuff because it's disheartening. It's, it's frustrating. It's saddening. It's, it's almost overwhelming. It, it almost makes you want to be not sensitive to it all because as a, as an empathetic person, you kind of want to respond to it. Like you always want to do something about the problems that other people are having, but we're not in a space where we, where we can it's just like look at all this bad stuff happening but don't let it get to you mm-hmm. like i just feel like that's where we are in, in our culture and we're here and and they kind of that video almost played on that emotion like i don't know how i'm supposed to take watching that video like am i supposed to like yeah it was a great video like congrats or am i supposed to be like really horrified like these images are flashing in front of my face yeah. i don't i don't know that you I are think... supposed to put any one type of way towards mm-hmm. it like if if you feel at first like you know desensitized and then reflecting on it you feel horrified i think these are the emotions that he's trying to convey for the audience that he's giving. 
if we don't even really dig too deep into it, you could really just look at it. I mean, it's a it's a piece of art, and the main goal yeah. of art is to make you feel something. Regardless mm -hmm. of what you feel, it's supposed to make you feel something. And if you feel all of these different things and you don't necessarily know which one's higher on the priority list or how you, you know, like, what what you feel the most, you just feel like this overwhelming urge of just, like, like you just don't know even know how to react to it because it's so so much coming at you all at once. That's a feeling in itself. And and really, like, I mean, that would be, I would assume the goal of, of this whole thing is for him, is for, for you to react in some way, not necessarily a specific way, because art hits everybody, everybody different. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really, I feel like it's really a matter of, he was trying to elicit a response, not only with just the song, lyrically and musically, but with the music video and how it was presented and all the things that he threw in subtextually through, you know, background visuals and, and uh, the way that he walked, the way that he posed, the way that he, he did uh, facial, you know, features like all of the all of the stuff that he does in that video whether it's him specifically the dancers that are with him the extras in the background doing the certain things because i mean i saw somebody jump off the balcony look like a guy in a suit so you know that could be a commentary on on suicide and how we don't really you know give it, it, it culturally we don't necessarily give a damn about people who get, who commit suicide uh, you have riots that progressively get worse and worse and worse throughout the entirety of the of the video. You have the police are, are constantly in there. You have kids in masks, you know, cell phone videoing terrible shit that's happening. You know, you have the guy getting shot. That looks like uh, it's probably uh, you know that probably a comment on on terrorism and and the war that we're in currently and what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do in order to quote unquote win. Or, which uh, when in a, an unwinnable war, uh, just a stupid war in general. Uh, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different stuff that's in there, and all those things are supposed to elicit a response. And if you're receptive, like you are, Demetrius, and you're like, "There's all of this shit. How am I supposed to feel with all of this stuff going on?" Because it's all hitting you all at once. Because you're perceptive, as opposed to someone just like, "This is a good beat," or "I like the lyrics," or, you know, their dance moves are really nice. Or, "Oh, did you see the?" the boondocks reference that he made or did you see you know you know what right. i mean like it, it there was a lot like he had you know his uncle ruckus he had his uh jim crow um even um with the fire um i believe like even, yeah the charleston uh, the charleston church uh, shooting there uh, was a lot of um there was a lot of stuff going on in that video i mean even sure even even with the colors and everything you know like everything's white and pristine and it looks all nice and that could be a commentary on a bunch of stuff think about um white institutions <laughs> oh, wow. like in this building yeah. is an institution like a it's, it's primarily a... and all of these things are going on in a white institution i never even thought of it that way like wow yeah and i was just like this is crazy i don't know if that was intentful but damn it i wouldn't put Sorry. it past him yeah. That, you know, that's definitely yeah. But I mean, as as far as as far as what you're saying, Demetrius, I just feel like you felt something, whether it was feeling overwhelmed or or unsure about what to feel in general. That's still a feeling. I mean, to steal a quote from Rush, you know, you know, uh, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Ah, yeah. So to make a choice. That's it. Making no choice at all to, to decide. Yeah, 
making no choice is still making a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we do that in the Telltale games all the time, where they're like, silence is always a viable answer. Like yeah. making no choice at all. It's still that's a button that you have yep, to press. That's or so, not press. Or not press, but there's an action with that, <laughs> that silence. With that silence. Um, you know, yeah, this is for sure. Um, oh man, what, what, Danny? You've been unusually quiet. Like, what were your initial like thoughts and reactions like after seeing the video? Pretty much the same thing Tom said. Like, I mean, everything he's doing in this video is for to invoke some kind of. Uh, I don't know, some kind of emotion. Like, it, and it, it's strange because some people look at it, some people will get offended, some people will get uplifted, uh, you know, or not uplifted, just they look at it and it's like, wow, this is like kind of like a wake-up call. So, yeah, he everything he did here was not by mistake. I mean, just, he's an artistic dude. I mean, like, if you look at all the things he's done throughout his career, I mean, this guy just has art written all over him. So usually when he drops something, I mean, with all his other videos, too, they were all some kind of commentary on some some matter or whatever. Like even uh, I forget there was there was like an underlying meaning, underlying, underlining, underlying meaning behind uh, the video for Bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like I forget the exact thing. But so everything he does, it's like I, I, I was actually when he was doing like when I was looking at this video. Bonfire was one of those videos that came up immediately for me, as mm. far as his vision like goes. Um, I do need to watch that video again to like get um, the correlation directly, but yeah. I definitely see that um, as one of those things that um, was were transferable. Yeah, because I mean, this guy, uh, he you know he he, he writes not only music but he writes TV shows and other things probably movies and whatnot um so yeah like uh, everything in this video it was done for for an artistic reason i mean it, it's hard you'd have you probably have to like sit down and pick his brain and figure out what exactly he was trying to get folk you know get get out there but like tom said like he's just trying to invoke some kind of emotion out of somebody as does a piece of art like when you read a comic um you know take one of the most powerful comics you ever read and like all the emotions you felt within the panels and, and the dialogue and whatnot, or even something like infinity war. Okay. You know, so like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you go into that movie and there's like a million different emotions all, hitting you all at he the has same to do time. Is say that one that, you know, all he has to do is say infinity war and you have that immediate reaction. of just like, Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Are we, so also after we still like devastated? Cause I'm, I'm not, listen, I saw black Panther, maybe two days. Before I saw, <laughs> oh. and so Wakanda was so fresh in my mind. I was like, Wakanda forever, you know, it, it, my man. You know, we, we were we were in the spirit of you know that whole thing, exactly. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to find a time to discuss that because that right. <laughs> and it, it it's you funny with the room. whole, yeah, with ahead, the whole. Man the whole Gambino thing like if you listen to Lupe Fiasco he's done this kind of twice maybe not to, to that extent with the videos but uh um if you listen to his last album uh Tetsuo Youth or Tetsuo and Youth whatever the, the exact name of it was I mean most of the album is in that that shitty trap flow but each song has a bigger meaning even if you go back to something like Lasers where he took very commercialized style style beats 
and he was still saying something over it. Like he's got that song, um, "Break the Chain," and if you just listen to every verse in there, it's it's just so there's like a deeper layer within you know every every line. So, I mean, with I don't know, like it's weird. I, I'm not really shocked or anything by by this video, just for the simple fact that I. Like I would expect something like this from Gambino. I mean, I'm glad he did it, and and it's cool. Um, just because, like, and it's funny too, because when you hear somebody like that rapping like that with that stupid, yeah, uh, that, that flow, like you know, it's it's for something. Like they're they're trying to get something out there. They're not just doing it to sell out. Yeah, I feel like that was because, the beautiful part that he's using he's using what's totally popular in in the hip hop world right now on a mass mm-hmm. scale. To get, yep. you know, people are like, oh, this is a good song. I want to go watch the video. And the video mm-hmm. just explodes. Yeah. And then it's funny because you look at, like, all these other artists within that that realm of trap music or whatever you want to call it. Um, if you ever heard them speak, it's really funny. Go look at interviews with 21 Savage or Little Yachty. And they try so hard to sound intelligent or future like if they listen they they had these videos where they're like explaining the lyrics for their songs and it's just like you look at the contrast like them trying trying their hardest to sound deep and meaningful when gambino can just put some shit he could literally shit some shit out like what he just did and it has way more layers than what they're doing is an act like you can't possibly pop that many pills and uh and whatnot and still function on the level that they are, and there, like there's people like I've had these discussions with you know a bunch of people. Uh, uh, I would I would I would venture uh, in the opposite direction. You can be functional like them. It's just it's not, you know. <laughs> I, I know people moderate, that pop moderate, that many pills. You, you can. You can. It's not. You can. It's not and pretty, the, but you can. You can, but you're. I don't see them as. Uh, the level of intelligence. Um, maybe they are business savvy, sure, but the level of at least artistic intelligence to a Lupe Fiasco, a Childish Gambino, um, even I, I, I well, more. Well, art is relative. I mean, like we don't yeah. like certain type of things, movies, artists, uh, you know, comic book artists or rappers or whatever the case may be. We don't like them, but there's a shit ton of other people that do. So it's like, yeah, because you know, like Eric, Eric told me that you know, like uh, one time I remember when I first met him. You know, he was like, uh, w- with art, it's like people are, for the most part are either gonna like your shit or they're not gonna like your shit. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I wanna- so like, I, I don't like that kind of shit. Like, I really don't. I can't stand those dudes. And because I make music myself for the most part, uh, as far as, like, rap goes. Um, so to hear people, it's not like a sour thing where, like, oh, I'm mad because they're making it and I'm not. Because I always liken it to, like, um, all right, so quick quick example. Like, people know I rap and they'll hear that shit. And they're like, yo, why don't you do something like that? They're making money. And I'm like, why don't you do gay porn? They make money. <laughs> They're making money too. Yeah, they, they, make, too. they make a lot more money from what I heard than regular porn stars for the most part. But yep. so, I, so yeah, that's like my thing. So, but uh, I, it's not me being bitter or anything because I mean, obviously, if I work hard enough or whatever, you know, I can get there. But it's just the fact that like people can can go out there and call themselves 
you know, rappers and, you know, they got bars and all this shit. But, like, the stuff that's coming out their mouths, it's it sounds borderline uh, special ed. Can I comment on that? I, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. yeah. So, I want to say that, like, I don't want to take away from anyone's intelligence, even though their music or their art may not reflect collegiate levels of like expertise in any one topic or subject like the, the raps are not smart but, you know there there's a time and a place for like smart music and then there's a time and a place for music that is bass and very very like lowest common denominator sort of stuff oh like um, yeah, if you're a dancer yeah i mean it's all uh, about the beat well yeah. yeah people digest music differently and me and i were talking about this earlier we were just saying, like, I mean, they're both, like, two, two sides of the same coin. Like, they're both appropriate, although, like, the, the the less intelligent rap or the less intelligent music is not my style either. Mm -hmm. um, I'd prefer there to be some sort of, like, signs of life there. But <laughs> yeah. those, those types of music we're not supposed to digest as, like, a, a thesis paper or, like, yeah, you know... Course, Journalistic entry into like the live, like daily lives of these rappers. Like, you can get as much information from their lives or the lives of people who enjoy their music based on like what it is. So we were talking about, for example, trap music. Like, well, well we can reflect on it as like something like if we look at the history of hip hop. Oh yeah, we can look at it to see uh, the varying degrees of you know direction and oh, yeah. and, and where the times, uh, the culture, and the environments have reflected upon hip hop. Oh yeah. At least, at least that vein. Again, not something where we we are intensively looking at uh, fucking a Twenty One Savage or a designer, you know, Panda fucking song. But I'm not really sure what that song. Is, but anyway, I don't think he knows what that song is called. But we're Cold like Minnesota. Yeah. Oh no no no! Go on go on YouTube and he's got videos explaining the lyrics and explaining the meaning behind it. Which even then he still doesn't sound convinced. That's yeah. the thing I was talking about. It's so funny, like they'll just sit there and like come up with these random ass meanings and shit. It's funny. I don't know. I, it it is what it is. Like you can even enjoy it you can articulate and analyze it, but some of them don't have enough for us to really analyze if we want to. You know what I mean? It's like... The only reason why, like, I would throw, like, say, I would say they sound borderline um, sped. For, like, all right, so I listen to metal. Forever. Yeah, like, I listen to a lot of metal. Tom listens to a lot of metal. I think Law listens to some metal. Maybe, I'm not sure. But the thing is, like, it's funny, because, like, the reason why I'll say something like that is because, like, you know, I play my metal music or whatever, and they're like, you know, people will always have something to say about it. Like, oh, you know, they must be, uh, you know, like, uh, how do you say, psycho, you know, like, you, like they, they try to imply that you're... Can't even understand what they're saying. Yeah, so I'm like, it, I'm like, all right, I get that, you know, they're screaming, whatever, blah, blah, blah. If you broke down their, their lyrics, for the most part, there's substance to it. So I was like, you know, you're going to go and call people serial killers and this and that. So what, what do you classify the type of people that listen to Future? <laughs> drug addicts <laughs> drug addicts uh you know autistic kids i don't mean to you know be sound insensitive or whatever but you know it's just like that's that's the way i like kind of 
go about that. I know. But, I feel I like mean, autistic kids would like like tech metal much more than they would like trap music. Probably right. But uh, but yeah. So like the whole thing is like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit down there and like you know look to that music to uh to try to enlighten myself. You know, it's it's just funny when you try to, what people like to, you know, make these these uh. Point to like metal music and rock music just in general. I mean, I always I started to listen to rock music by being introduced to like Linkin Park and stuff. And as much shouting and screaming and expressions that they do, there's a point to that. that like the screaming in itself is an expression of something. Yeah. You get fear or anger or you know and, despondence or like and the thing with the, the thing, whatever. The thing with the screaming is that uh you just can't go and do it for the most part, you know? I mean like anybody can go and just say, you know, uh uh something something, yeah, you know, like a- anybody yeah. can do that. <laughs> but so yeah, that that's that's why I usually get I don't get offended oh, well, but I kinda like you know, I, like I wanna, think about it, I wanna at know? least I want to at least uh, qualify that statement with anybody can do that, but someone who's getting famous obviously is smart enough to know how to brand themselves and know what to do when and to keep people talking about them so they can become as big as some of these people that I could really care less for one way or the other musically. So they may not have, like I said, it, it's they're more they're more placating to the lowest common denominator. The more people yeah, that they yeah. can get to listen to their music, the better the better off they'll be financially to be able to support what they're trying to do and yeah, they're, they're at least they they're, doing. they're at least intelligent enough to realize that i need to do x y and z and i need to do a b and c during these points in time while i'm releasing this album or putting out this song in order to get people to pay attention to me and buy my shit is, is there such thing as uh, you know uh, how do you say it uh taking the easy way out but working hard at the same time because that's what it seems like they do, you know. Like obviously, yeah, they had to work hard. They had to push themselves, promote themselves, like brand s- themselves. Selling out, but yeah. No, we were discussing this earlier about what it takes now to monetize music. Unfortunately, you have to know, of course, read the room and know where it is that you're placing your music and what they are receptive to. Like um, sometimes, I think that intelligent artists can do music that's really, really like bass. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're much, much smarter than that. But like, okay, for example, R. Kelly. R. Kelly is a phenomenal, very, very thoughtful, intelligent genius when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's um, able to express himself in ways that make sense. But then he can go in the opposite direction and talk about being drunk in the club, <laughs> doing like really, really dumb shit. You get yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and it works for the fan base because they are people who, who buy into that sort of stuff. And it's, yeah. it's almost a skill. If you're an intelligent person, it's almost a skill to be able to reduce or neglect your intelligence for the consumption of others. It's like breaking your intelligence down in in layman's terms for other people to kind of like take bits and pieces of it. So you have to yeah. kind of like... And that's it's, still, it's Lupe Fiasco yeah. dumb it down. Uh, yeah, Lupe it, Fiasco's dumb it down is literally mm-hmm. him talking about having... Like everyone's like, yo, why don't you just dumb it down? Like, you know, people people don't care about your shit like that. Like no one, you know, you're speaking over people's heads, Luke. And yeah. and then he dumbs down the entire song so people can like relate to it. And then at the end, you hear like uh, Gemini go, "But yo, how can I get an song with you?" Because yeah, you know that that right there is hands down one of probably one of my favorite hip hop songs in the sense that 
like the things he's saying in this and it, and it goes back to his complexity and, and and the layers he puts into his shit like you know there's the term double entendre this dude drops triple entendres there's yeah. things that he says that have like 10 different meanings and and that was the cool thing about like listening to him and still you know that is the cool thing about listening to him it's like and that's what i that's what i miss from from hip hop like this, that's probably why i haven't been making music like when I, you know, when I did put out my mixtape, because there's like, I would listen to guys like him. Not that I wanted to be him, but I wanted to be better than him. You know how it was back in the old school hip hop era. Everybody, you know, was trying to outdo each other. And that was that, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I got more money than you. It's like, nah, I could spit these crazy bars better than you or whatever. It was that sibling rivalry. And, and one thing about him is like, I would listen to him and I'm like, Jesus, fuck, like, How? And you don't get that no more, and that's the sad part, and that's what sucks about this generation of, of I don't even classify it as hip hop because hip hop still is going on. Hip hop is still alive. There are artists out there that are hip hop artists, but don't get the recognition. So you can call it rap, or some some kind of branch or subgenre of rap, but I, I still will never classify it as hip hop just because there are hip hop artists that are still kicking it to this day and will contest to that. You know what I'm trying to say. So it's like I, I mean, but um, but yeah, like so with with Gambino and shit, it's like the way he did that is just it, it was fucking genius. Like to take the the he had the to dumb down people, the crazy shit that he was trying to say into something that everyone could latch onto. Yeah, because when you if you if you put that song on the radio without the video going on in the background, you're just gonna hear him talking about like I'm I got my gun. Yeah, you know, like he uses that kind of flow. And, you know, like, you know, I got the strap or some shit. He says something along the lines of that. It's like when you hear that, it's I like... the straps, I got to wear them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like, they, you know, and you hear that, these dudes are like, yo, Monica Gambino, spin that fire shit, you know, like... And, and um... <laughs> that, that, but there's... It's crazy because, like, I don't know, it, it, and it goes over so many people's heads, and it's... Because, it's, it's, like, if I would have heard that song without the video, I, like, again, like I said before, I, I know there's something bigger to that so i'm gonna like play it a bunch of times and probably look up the lyrics to see if there's any like you know little word play that i'm missing because also too in the way you write it it's you know it's kind of like like a joker line in a comic like the way they write the joker lines uh-huh. you know it's just but uh it, it's just amazing how like that song where like mm-hmm. it's not smart writing by virtue of like the words that are like there's very, very choice words, and they're very, very choice yeah. words. They're very dumb. They're very, like, fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade level. Yeah, but they're strong words, though. They're very, very um, well put together. They're well put together, but they point to something. And it's up to our imagination to decide what that is. So he says a lot in the song, this is America. Yeah. First of all, what is this? If that makes sense. Right. So uh-huh. kind of attribute what you hear to the song to his idea of what America is or... He, he mentions a lot of things that he has or that he does as a way to, like, draw your attention to that, um, be it whether he's literally talking about it or figuratively talking about it. Like, he's always pointing to, to something without, like, having an exposition about it. Like, yeah. it's a very, very smart commentary because it tells its own story, I guess, and that depends on how we read it or look into it. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like an intellectual babble on, yeah. yeah and some some of the words he uses it's like they're not you know uh intelligent 
words. Yeah. They're not, you know, like these crazy words where you got to hit dictionary and, you know, try to figure out what, what he's saying. But they're powerful words. They're yeah. relevant words. You know, when, when you know, obviously you hear gun, strap, or you know, drugs, or you know, whatever. You know, you know, and it's and it's very relevant to many different things that are going on right now. You know, whether it be the street level stuff or government level stuff. You know, war. It's pretty crazy how how like simplistic, but not simplistic it is you know what i mean like layered and complex yeah it, it's i applaud that because that's that's masterful writing um none of the words in his song are more than like seven letters or so mm -hmm. <laughs> with the exception of maybe like america which is like the most powerful word in that song and it's probably pretty, the longest word in um and he uses the smaller words to kind of like bring light to america or whatever that is uh bringing yeah. light to america um it's 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 really the timing of him dropping it too especially with um you know everything happening as it is but especially with like kanye you know uh you know i'm about to drop this new album and then sparking all of this controversy with you know Whatever. Slavery was a choice. Yeah, that was the dumbest conversation I ever heard in my life. Um, so, you know, and, you know, I've, I've had conversations with people who are like, he was, you know, misquoted or taken out of context, and that wasn't the full video. You can't really trust TMZ. And sure, but even on his interview with Charlemagne the guy, like, he's saying a lot of things that, are very um like he, he doesn't he doesn't quite understand that his words have action and 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 real uh implications mm -hmm. you know they have consequences um and like he's at a point now where everyone's kind of just like you know what happened to you? Like, <laughs> you know, like we we're, we're seeing this like level of intelligence and level of creativity and free thought process and 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 you know uh, the artists of our time, but mm -hmm. you're subjecting yourself to um, to being free without actually. Uh, understanding what that was coming. Yeah. Like he's trying to make a statement uh, without his... doing any kind of, yeah. without it being like an actual thing, like without doing research and and living the life or you know. Yeah. Okay. There's there's no there's no substance to to well, what. Has has anyone? I'm sure there are people that have have come up have have, have thought this, but. Have you guys thought that this was a calculated move to get people to fucking talk about him? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, so, like, like we just spoke about this two minutes ago about people like you know sort of uh, degrading themselves or you know dumbing themselves down and making themselves sound stupid just, well, to, just to put themselves man. out there. It's almost it's, yeah. It's these people it's like, like put out a sex tape. You think that was by accident? Nah. They know what they were doing. Put out a sex tape. There you go. Boom. They're famous. So I'll say this. 
call somebody the n-word you're famous you know what i mean like it's it's crazy kanye west has been an artist for a very very long time and he knows what the tabloids say about him uh-huh. and he knows what tabloids do to try to find something to hold on to in terms of making a story now myself as an artist you know you let the tabloids talk you get what i mean like what I don't understand is what brought him to TMZ, the biggest tabloid in like the country, to explain himself. Why are you there? <laughs> like trying to explain to these people who make a mess of your life and of your work. Why are you explaining? That's literally their, it's not to say that it's their job to change reputations, but their job is to do something that's sort of controversial. Like I wouldn't be. Why am I going to TMZ to discuss how yeah. I feel? I think. Everything is about what narrative they can use. Yeah, but that's not that's the the bigger point of it all is, is that you know better. It's almost kind of like trying to explain yourself to people who are really out there to like misrepresent you in the first place. Like I'm not going to people who talk trash about me to be like, look, let me explain to you who I am or how I feel. No, talk shit if you want to. Like my music is going to speak for itself. You don't have all the facts. You don't know me that well. Like, why am I giving you all of this information to justify your story, which is incorrect to begin with? Like, there's no reason he should have been at TMZ to begin with. Like, why are you even there? Like, if you had something to say to anyone, say it to someone who's going to use what you have to say to kind of, like, not weaponize it, but at least glorify it. You get what I mean? Like, TMZ kind of hate you the entire time, and what leaked from their interviews with him mm-hmm. is a tr- it's a train wreck of words and ideas and feelings, and that's not on purpose. Like TMZ uh-huh. is to like rectify his fame; they're not here to fix his image. Yeah, it's like he's there in the first place to describe anything to them. Yeah, that's- like you know, you ever heard like uh like uh partic- any particular video game? They uh uh there's like leaks or whatever. Yeah. Like they there's no there's no excuse me that's no accident. Like I've I've come to learn that some certain games for the most part or certain products when they when they when they like when there are leaks released or whatever um they they put that out there themselves because they want the feedback they want that kind of you know controversy or you know just people that 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 media flock into them because they could easily be secretive i mean these companies make millions if not billions of dollars whatever we're talking about whether it be disney or marvel whatever they make too much money to just let some shit leak out like that you know so like yeah so anyways but yeah he's he's not doing that um you know it's it's on purpose yeah why would you go of all places that you can go and have a platform and have a conversation with someone why would you go to tmd exactly look like like i I don't i I hate what he's become honestly like personally i hate what kanye has become because i mean from from what he used to be but as far as his music goes he's not making music for me and you he's making music Yes. Look, yeah. so what was I, it? I started recording our conversation like mm-hmm. way later in the conversation because I wanted to use a lot of that for mm-hmm. for this podcast. So for a lot of what we're saying right now, or you guys are bringing up, we brought up, and we're just like, yes, dude. That's why. That's why I don't respect those artists that do things that are popular at the moment. So to speak. like these these little yachties and all that, they're doing what the next man is doing because. That's not that's not music to me. Like uh, Chester from Lincoln Park, he had came out and said one time, uh, he was like, when you start making music for everybody else, you're not making music anymore. And, and that, to a very big extent, is true. Because granted, you wanna 
you want to sort of thank your fan base. You want to, you know, like, it's like if, if a band or artist is one particular way, um, you know, you kind of want to keep that, you want to keep that, that core of what made you what you were, but you want to evolve or whatever. But yeah, but you just can't like, if, if these kids want to hear this one particular sound or, you know, your fan base wants to hear one particular sound and you decide to switch it up on the next album, if that's what you wanted to do, then you know that that's how it should be. So yeah, so like um, he's not making music. He 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 doesn't make music for us. If we don't like it, you know, we like the old Kanye. All right, cool. We'll go back and play the old Kanye records. We don't have to buy the new shit. But he loses a couple fans. He gains millions. You know what I mean? That we were saying that early today, and we talked about it in previous episodes where a lot of these artists that we admire and and hold to a certain standard. Once they reach a certain level of fame and a level that um, that separates us from them, essentially, uh, where they don't have the same struggles and they they're so doing so well, they're so far gone from the struggle that they can't relate. Like they can they can relate to some degree, but it wouldn't remain true because. You're not out here doing X, Y, and Z anymore. Yeah, like when Jay Z still talks about pushing coke and all that stuff. Like, dude, you're not doing that no more. Stop. Like, right. you're not. Right. So, Absolutely. so, so yeah. okay, this is where I get a little bit passionate about this because <laughs> and I, I think there's some things to be said. First of all, let's discuss Kanye West from start to to finish. Where like where he is. So like a lot of his music came from the perspective of you know somebody who grew up in poverty or who grew up with the odds stacked against him. And now, you mm-hmm. know, he's talking about just his black experience. Um, mm-hmm. We find out later that he's not really talking about a group of people. Like, he's not really talking too, too much about black people. Um, now, because he's not part of that group, he's not mm-hmm. part of, like, impoverished or um, up-and-coming group of black people anymore. He's a well-established, kind of fairly successful, wealthy artist. Yeah. So. You know, like, take a look at the lyrics from All Falls Down, right? Um, he talks about um, a girl who makes poor choices because she's addicted to retail and she's comfortable and not having too, too much of her life. And she's mm-hmm. scared to go and get the things she wants. He also talks about, like, his bad money spending habits and how he kind of, like, let his impoverished mindset trick him into thinking that, like, money was the answer or that fashion was the answer or, you know, those were more important than having a sense of stability or or anything like that. He says, I, I spend whatever, whatever on a chain and I, before I had a house and I'll do it again. Like, mm-hmm. you think that he's talking about all of those people who are kind of like going through the struggle of like financial, you know, stability or indecisiveness when it comes to career choices or, you know, dissatisfaction with their level of um, success in their lives or whatever. But he's not mm-hmm. part of that. Group, so he's not talking about us, you and me anymore. He's talking about like, the group that he's in so yeah we can release this movie because we feel like we are kanye to a certain extent but now we're not kanye because kanye is talking about where he is in his life not so much the, the people that he represents mm-hmm. it's, it's about him but he puts himself in a group and discusses that group. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a weird thing um yeah. and, and to, to your point with jay-z the difference between kanye and jay-z now is that you know Sure, Jay-Z talks about stuff that he's not doing anymore, per se, but it's almost kind of like that old school sort of thing. There's a, a, a word to the wise in, in those sorts of things. So he discusses uh, 
the life and times of Sean Carter all the way back. Like, he'll discuss um, where he was at his, in his time in life where he's selling drugs and making hard choices and struggling and these sorts of things. Now, um, he's discussing looking back how his impoverished mind state or, um, you know, his uneducated mind state um, still sort of exists even where he is in his um, financial kind of like life. Like, he's making all this money and, um, you know, he's in a different tax bracket. Like, he's really, really famous now, but he's still experiencing what it means, the effects of poverty and the, the effects of, um, you know, poor decision making in, in his current life. He was just talking about, like, he wish he had known what the value of credit, basically. Like, you know, it's, it's a little bit too late now. You You sold out arenas and concerts you've been on world tours like and you are still learning these lessons that we all could benefit from so it's not to say that like he's still trying to discuss pushing coke or trying to like um depict a lifestyle that he's still living even though we know he's not i think that his messages are reflective of um you know where he is as a person um and what we can learn from them you, you get what i mean that's why i respect jay-z no he, he's not um He's not rapping about the same things because, of course, he's living in a different lifestyle now. Um, mm -hmm. You can take some stuff away from it and still put it to the black experience. You get what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Because I haven't listened to him in a while. I tuned him out after a while because that's what I felt like. I just felt like he was still trying to, you know, portray this kind of thing. Like, if you look at, uh, what was it, uh, the clips, right? Pusha T and Malice. Now, the one thing I liked about them is that uh, Malice, who I think he's the older brother, he would always talk about you know the whole drug thing but it was more like a like like what you were just saying a, a lesson yeah. because like you had Pusha T who was the younger brother still I guess dabbles in that or dabbled in that kind of stuff while he was doing the music thing I mean who knows how that goes but Malice was there to sort of like be the the older the older brother father figure so that was the cool dynamic with them where it's like and I didn't mind that you know like so, I mean, but I don't know. I, I've tuned out Jay-Z for a while. I've tuned out a lot of people. Just, like, and, and it, to me, with, like, with Kanye, it, it doesn't bother me about necessarily where he's at now because I still loved his music in Graduation. I thought that was, that's probably one of my favorite Kanye uh, records. You know, yeah. it wasn't the, the through-the-wire kind of music. It was more, you know, <laughs> futuristic, fun, him talking about what he's going through now. And that was cool. I just liked the music. And even 808 and Heartbreaks. That was that that was the last in my opinion of the good kanye like he had a couple good songs in his next album but you know 808 and heartbreaks it was something really different but um what do you call it but then after after a while he just he just got dumb in my opinion like i just i just felt like he got dumb and that's that's a stupid thing to say and i don't know him personally i just that's my opinion to it like um yeah so i don't know that's just, that's just my assessment on him like i just feel like the stuff he puts out now the quality is not and, and again, like, he's not making music for me, so it's as simple as if I don't care for his new song or his new album, I just don't fucking listen to it. Like, right. I, can't, I can't front that song, though, was it I Am A God? I really liked it until he started screaming in the middle of the song. Didn't listen to it. It sounded like insanity. Um, I'll say this. Take a listen to Niggas in Paris, right? So since we're discussing Jay-Z and Kanye West, right? Yeah. Think about what Kanye West is saying in that song versus what Jay-Z is trying to say in that song. So the song is called Niggas in Paris, right? Mm -hmm. And Kanye West is talking about how he doesn't know how to act because he's in a brand new place. Mm -hmm. um, and he's rich now, and it's like an extravagant thing. Yeah, um, yeah, Jay I get that. He's still a black man in a completely foreign environment. Mm -hmm. It is a little bit 
different. The context of it yeah. is a little bit different. Like you have to take that away. And, you have to take that from the song. Since Jay has been there longer, exactly, and, and he still feels almost out of out of depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's almost kind of like Jay Z is kind of making reference to the fact that like, sure, I'm in Paris now. That's great, but I'm still a nigga in Paris. Do you get yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Kanye West is the one who, who doesn't know how to fucking act, where he's having like sex in the bathroom and he's telling people to meet him at, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have to kind of like, he's like a new celebrity trying to like enjoy all of these new places and he doesn't know how to act. Jay Z's like, no, we're, we're still in, like, we're not in Kansas anymore. And right. yeah. <laughs> a little strange. We might be rich, but we're still who we are, regardless as to where we are. You know, that's what I took away from it. And it's so funny that we're talking about those two things because. Those the further you look into Kanye West music, the more you feel like he's talking about himself, which is great. I mean, it's his art, it's his work, and he has every right to talk about himself. But we kind of confuse that with um, him talking about himself as a representative for like people like him. No, it is literally a singular. Oh yeah, no, dude, I completely like the one thing about Kanye. I always he was always that dude. He was always like about himself and explaining yeah. his life and the way he lived it. The one thing I liked about him was that he didn't. He never really lied. You know the shit he said. It, it may not have been like you know. All right, I'm not pushing cars or whatever, but it, it was all truthful. You know, for the most part. But I mean, like that's one thing I've always like with Kanye. Like even his older stuff, it was always about him. And and that's the thing when you write music, for the most part, you're writing your experience. You know, mm-hmm. you're writing your trials and tribulations or whatever. I mean, granted, you might you may do songs down the line where you're telling a story about other people or, you know, you're connecting your experiences to other people. And and that's the thing, like going back to what Chester said, like, you know, you don't make you don't make music for people. And it, like, if excuse me, when you start making music for for other people, it's not really music. Now, granted, you could create songs and people could latch on to it because they are going through the same thing or they, you know, they feel like they are going through the same thing, but that's a different story. It's like, right. you know, me personally, if I write something, um, I'm writing it because that's what I'm feeling. And I know there's things that I'm feeling or that I'm going through that other people are going through. And if they latch onto it, that's cool. But I'm not going to go like, hey, you know, all right, you guys are, um, I don't know, you guys are playing Fortnite, so I'm going to write a song about Fortnite. Yeah. You know, like, it, unless I genuinely want to, you know what I mean? Write a song about, like, you don't, that's not how you make art. And it's not true yeah. to self and it's not true to life. Like, you don't yeah. Even ask what it is that they want. You mm-hmm. give them what you have and they either yes. not. Even, you know, it's funny because that even stems to drawing, too, because I'm the same way with that where, like, you know, you have the popular pieces like the Harley Quinns and Jokers and all that. Like, everybody wants to see that for the most part. But if I personally don't want to draw Harley Quinn, I'm not going to draw Harley Quinn. You're not going to see her at my table. Like, I get more of a kick out of drawing, like, stuff that people don't see. Because when I go to Comic-Con, like, if I walk by and saw saw somebody with a SWAT cat piece, they're getting my money. They're getting my fucking money, dude. So, it's like... I mean, in the same vein, like, one of, if not the only piece that I have from you is still my Borderlands, like, Psycho. And it's it's one of my favorite fucking pieces because not only is it like the original, not only is it, you know, uh, a unique take on a beloved game character of mine, like, mm. don't see that. It's yeah. something, like, if I go to a con, you know, I may see people dress like a psycho, but I never see fan art of psychos. I never see yeah. fan art of Borderlands in general. 
Yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong, though. If I see, like, a sick Joker piece, like, I'm probably going to get it. But the thing is, yeah, like, <laughs> as as an artist myself, like, I want to see, you know, different stuff, you know? So back to the music thing, it's like, yeah, you, you know. I mean, I mean, like, whatever, Kanye does what Kanye does. But, I mean, the one thing that made him stand out to me was the way he made his music. Like, dude, when he, um, I, I think the one thing that really caught my mind with, uh, caught my eye with, uh, graduation was when he dropped the stronger song now, i love the beat i loved everything about it but when i saw the video and he referenced akira i was like dude come on man like that's one of that's my favorite anime all time so like yeah <laughs> i think that was impressive about kanye is still true about kanye now um mm-hmm. he's still the type of person who is um willing to do whatever it is that he wants to do he says what he wants to say mm-hmm. um and he makes music based on how he feels or whatever it is that he wants to talk about. And that's fundamentally what makes him a brilliant artist. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when you are in a public forum um, mm-hmm. and you say whatever it is that you have to say, you're given yeah. that space. That's great. But you can't try to... Like, there's a time and a place for that sort of stuff. And you also have to know that, like, speaking your mind or doing things has consequences. Unfortunately, for his music, the consequences have been record sales. Yeah, or platinum albums, or critical praise, or people actually mm-hmm. like in. It, those are the consequences of being in a free thinker, if you will, or a creative mind who doesn't play by the rules. That's great. You get what I'm saying? But well, when you I see- also think he's a megalomaniac too, and he just loves the sound <laughs> of his own voice. What does somebody say? Um, the other side of the coin, like the other side of the coin, is like genius, and then there's lunacy. So yeah, yeah we can respect what fine line between genius and insanity. Yeah, but he sounds a little bit on the side of lunacy now. Like you, you kind of, you sound manic, you sound like erratic almost, and it's you have to unpack that for what it's worth. Also, Kanye West is not a wordsmith. We know that. Oh, Kanye West has never been good with his words. Um, he's not like the the best grammarian. His English is just as broken as the rest of ours. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? When he says stuff, I'm pretty sure that he's trying to say something, but whatever he is saying is not representative fully of that. Like he'll he'll use the wrong words, and then we'll tear him apart for it, which isn't too too fair. But you have to understand, like at this point, like you kind of have to do better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you should kind of write it down and look at it first before you go on a thing. I, I also think like a lot of what he's reflecting on or or experiencing now is a result of his own. Uh, isolation if you will because like he's not like for the most part i don't think you see him in the same circles anymore that he used to run with and he's so you know just him and him versus the world um more or less that you don't really you know that that isolates a person that changes someone when you're just um in that one space and not um michael jackson Right, yeah, you're not you're not seeing the world for what it is. You're not you're seeing it from a perspective that is almost locked away and not uh, it's it's something you can you read in the newspaper, but you're not experiencing. So you're you're seeing everything from someone else's view and someone else's eyes, and 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 I think right now he's someone who's very um, you know cognizant of things that are going on, but uh-huh. he's not seeing it the way we feel it because it's not happening to him and he's only really seeing 
like microscopic uh, versions and, and, and viewpoints that um, catches attention and can essentially um, be beneficial for him at the end yeah, of the day. Really like not- you're in a room with no windows and then, you know, you go outside and it's raining. You didn't know it was raining. You know, yeah. it's kind of like that. It's like you're, you, you just like you put yourself into a situation. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he, he's. It, it's hard to, you know, because none of us have ever sat down and actually had a deep conversation with him. So that's the one thing about celebrities too. Like I don't really like to put, you know, I don't really like to make assumptions about them. Like you know, you you ever like hear somebody talk about a certain celebrity, an actor, they call them an asshole because they heard a story about them not yeah. wanting to sign somebody's autograph, like. That gets me more irked than anything because, like, you don't understand, you know, the entire context of the situation. Like, you know, it, it's hard when you're a. I'm not defending Kanye, um, or anybody who, you know, those egomaniacs, whatever. But it's like you kind of like you have millions and millions of fans, and then you know, like, you 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 ush pers- you, you like kind of rub somebody the wrong way. You know, you're having a bad day or whatever. All of a sudden, to 10 million people, you're an asshole because that one experience that that person had. It's like, you know, you date a a girl, dates a guy, he's an asshole. You know, everybody else is ruined now. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to really decipher what kind of person they are. So it's like, I don't don't, don't like to dwell too much on the the personal side of them. I mean, I I don't like the road that Kanye's been going down on. I don't really care for his music as of late, but... I will always look back to the good albums and be like I could I could at least appreciate that. So it's like uh, with with these celebrities and and uh, and and artists or whatever, even even athletes, you know, people like oh Kobe's an asshole. I mean, do you know that? Like, do we define He's Kobe for being player. an asshole, being one of the best players He's in the NBA player. ever? Listen, we don't care about Kobe's personal life so much as how he acts when he's in public. So you have to understand, celebrities have to celebrities find issues when they have to turn their celebrities on when they don't want to. So for in, yeah. in the greatest example with Kanye West, you know, Kanye West is always Kanye West. Unfortunately, <laughs> there are uh-huh. times when he does not want to be Kanye West of yeah, yeah. stardom and fame. Like he just wants to go home, mind his mm-hmm. business and be a regular person. But we don't allow him the space as fans to do that. Like mm-hmm. if we have Kanye West on the street, none of us are thinking, mm, let's leave him alone today because today is his off day. Do you get me? <laughs> no, honestly, to be in all honesty, I've ran into a bunch of like. Uh, so when I used to work in the city, I ran into a lot of basketball players. I like walked into Walt Clyde Frazier. Actually, funny story. Maybe in two thousand and nine, ten, I actually passed by Donald Trump. No security, nothing. It was like 5.30 in the morning. I used to work a really early shift. And I used to, one of the, our buildings was right by one of the Trump Towers. And I walked right by him. Nobody was there. But me as a person, like as much as I would like to talk to these people and say hi and get an autograph or a picture, yeah, I'm thinking do like I don't I don't wanna really call yeah. well one, I don't wanna cause a big thing. Like um you know, like I, I remember I saw Matthew Broadwin in the I don't I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. Broderick? I always get it fucked up. Broderick, there you go. I saw him in a train station on like the ACE line. I think it was like 53rd Street or something like that. Um, and he was in his like you know normal human stuff. He had like a hat on. It was winter. Um, he uh, like so we made eye contact, and like he had this kind of look like shit. He knows who I am. So I just gave him a head nod, smiled. He smiled back at me. 
like that was enough or like the time i met michael scott he was filming right in front of my building and instead of yelling out that's what she said like i passed by him casually and said good afternoon mr scott and he looked up at me and smiled you know like so i at me as a person i i would love to like pick these people's brains and and get a picture with them stop let's take a selfie but at the end of the day i know you know well, well partially i'm afraid of rejection and two, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're trying to, you know, if they're trying to go somewhere and I don't want to be that dude that causes like a million people to rush them. Right. Because now they're like, look what you fucking did, you know? So it's like, it's hard because it is unfair that like, you know, as, as a, as a human being that they have to sort of like switch on and off. But then at the same end of it, it's like, they did choose that path. But even though they chose that path, it's still unfair that they have to, you know, be somebody else and it's 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 tough it's tough man really tough it's the price of fame you know like a lot of people you know that's a that's a price that's too high so a lot of people walk away from the limelight and you know uh step down from that that kind of mm -hmm. level of stardom but it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot when you're constantly exposed out in the open like that when just the other day you could walk down the street and no one would recognize you, you know? Okay. Talk. Um, but at the same time, like going back to a lot of it is we hold celebrities to such a level of power and recognition mm -hmm. oh. that like if we you... don't even hold like our own like you know, people in government. Dude, you if, know if you really think about yeah. it, it's modern day aristocracy. They're expected to look. They're expected to act like lords and ladies. You know, fucking, you know, high society, prim and proper. You're always polite. You're always, uh, you know, public relation. You, the PR. You always have a PR spin for everything. You're always good to whoever comes around you. Like and even if even if you're known to be the asshole, <laughs> that has to be your shtick all the time. All time. If you're nice, it's unusual. If you're nice, it's unusual. It's unheard of. And you know, because everyone has that one black sheep. You know, in the family, in the in the aristocratic family, you yeah. know, the 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 one that you're just like, oh, what, when is he gonna get his shit together? Um, and even that, like, to to, to that degree, you're you're still um, performing or, or having that level of of expectation. And I think a lot of of what we're seeing now is like we have way too much expectations. Yeah. Well, the internet and social media doesn't fucking help either. When yeah. everyone has their lives on blast twenty four seven, three sixty five. But it's not. It's not something that's ever gonna go away, and it's it's a scary thought that that's something that won't. So it, here's it the might. It might. It read read the private eye and and tell me that it that couldn't possibly happen. I've I've got to read this, so I think. <laughs> um. So here's one of the issues with. Um, that whole thing, being a celebrity or being an artist or famous or whatever. So because they're famous or successful, wealthy, powerful, or rich, we tend to put them on a pedestal that's not necessarily indicative of anything. Like, we like Kanye West because of his art. Um, we don't like, like, he's not representative of, like, our thoughts or beliefs as black people or as artists mm -hmm. or, or whatever. Like, it's not the summation of what we believe. So yeah. unfortunately, society's putting him on a pedestal, like an intellectual <laughs> pedestal, because they think that because he's rich, wealthy, and successful, that he has something of relevance to say about mm -hmm. other things outside of his music. I don't want to hear anything else about anything else not related to Kanye West. Like, don't talk to Kanye West about nothing else. Like, I just want to talk to you about some music. That's it. 
Because that's what yeah. you like, I don't really yeah. want to hear what you have to think about our political state. I mean, yeah, we can discuss it as private citizens, but as an artist or as a fans person, like, I really, I don't put much weight on your words when it comes to that sort of thing. Like, if, if I'd interviewed you for a master class of music, I'd be taking notes, I'd be like, this is golden, this yeah, is great. exactly. Words to live by. But now you're in a public space where you're discussing stuff that you have no area of expertise in. Like, this is not your area of expertise. Mm-hmm. I, I, and and it wouldn't be beneficial to to us anyways. Not even that. It's just it has nothing to do with anyone else but him, and that's fine. Like he mm-hmm. can say whatever it is that he wants to say. He can have his own beliefs or his own thoughts or his own free thought process. That's fine. But the problem with this whole fiasco right now is is that people are putting so much weight on his words as though he's some sort of scholar or some mm-hmm. sort of or intellectual prophet. That's not what he represents. So. How the fuck could people not think that he could say something stupid like this? I mean, unfortunately, there are consequences to what you have to say, whether you're like... Well, that I... Or, but... That I, I mean, understand. You know what I mean? But I think this all falls on us, because it's funny. Like, if you go back to... Uh, I don't know how much you guys follow Lupe Fiasco, but there was... Um, he's obviously not a... Um, he's not... He, he's anti-politician, because his his reason for that is because he doesn't vote because the president is the commander-in-chief so they are tied to war he's anti-war so he had came out in some music and sta- uh, stated his beliefs you know his, uh, his his opinions about obama and it wasn't even about obama himself but about who he is the president the president of the united states um and some of his decisions now people heard that these same people who voted for Obama or who were pro-Obama, all of a sudden are like, oh, fuck Obama, because Lupe said fuck Obama. Lupe never said fuck Obama. See, this is go- sort of going to the Kanye thing. Like, I mean, that's obviously a different story. What I'm trying to say is that, like, you know, you like, some people, they're just like us. We're just mm-hmm. so dumb that we will believe anything that we think we heard. And we, we're not even reading it properly. So, like, if you actually listen to what Lupe said... You know, he he said things along the lines of, um, you know, uh, he said something about like, I, you know, I didn't vote for him, and I won't for I won't vote for the next one, because um, he said that they're a part of the problem. No, he said I'm a part of the problem. The problem is I'm peaceful, and you know, like he said that he doesn't believe in the, you know, he he doesn't believe in the president. You know, he does he he doesn't support the president because the the president is the commander in chief. So, you know, their their name is tied to war. Now he said. Obama as a person, one of the coolest people ever. But see, it's just crazy how like we as a, as, as as you know we th- people we think we're super intelligent. You know, we think we know everything, and we're quick to just you know take something that somebody else said and blow it out of proportion. So again, I'm not defending Kanye and what he said about the whole slavery thing, but you know it's just it's just crazy how like people will not only bash what somebody says but they'll they'll stand behind it not knowing what they're actually saying that's crazy right. like that's the thing that's crazy to me it's just that we don't have us as a people we don't have a mind of our own it's like and those people that blindly follow the bible this was trying to make about free thought he was just saying like you know you really have to be able to think for yourselves and unfortunately a lot of what he said forced us to think um in a lot of different ways this is very very divisive but it's only divisive because some people believe that it's worth what he's saying is worth something. And some people believe that, like, mm-hmm. whatever he's saying is worth not as much. So, for example, right, he says that he supports Trump. Right. Or whatever. And yeah. 
a lot of people are divided on that because a lot of us, of course, clearly do not benefit from Trump being in office. We didn't vote for him. He's not a good president, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So we're like, uh, no, nah, Kanye, you're canceled because you're supporting somebody who is this person that we just do not like. And yeah. that's very, very high school mentality. It's almost yes. kind of like saying that, like, oh, no, we don't like you because you like this person. Like, it's, it's so petty. He can support whomever he wants. Like, that's his right as a private citizen, as an American. Yeah. Um, and I think that the reasons why he supports Trump is not so much his policies or his political or presidential, like, affairs or whatever, but just mm -hmm. the person that Trump is. Trump is very much like Kanye in the way that, like, they behave in terms of, like, of course, their sense of narcissism and their sense of self-importance their mm. brash recklessness and um, their um, lack of giving a fuck about the rules. Like, those are qualities that I would respect from someone who is a, a very strong person. Like, you do things in your own way and it's been working for you in, in degree. I feel like him saying that he supported Trump would be a little bit more appropriate if Trump weren't president. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, people yeah, would yeah. be like, oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, we all like Donald Trump. A lot of people have said that they like Donald Trump or they want to be as rich as Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, that was a, dude, he, before this presidency thing, he was like, yo, you, you, there was no, nobody had issues with him. Yeah. Outside of him being a rich asshole, like nobody said, nobody had issues with well, him. that's it's what like, he was famous for, was being a rich asshole. Like that's what yeah. everybody liked about him because he was a rich asshole. He's a celebrity. Exactly. <laughs> so now he's like the demigod of like, evil now because he's the president and he's like using that rich asshole mentality to run the country it's and like unfortunately, half, you, half you fuckers were watching the apprentice last year and you didn't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> and then now it's like right we weren't expecting him to warp our country politically into this mess that we're in now but he hasn't really changed trump at all and so when someone says like when some when kanye says that oh i support him everyone's like no kanye you're canceled i don't think that that's really a fair assessment you know, because you can support whomever you want. I just don't think that, like, I think that we should be able to discern what that means. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And, and not attach ourselves to how we feel about it. Like, he's not wrong for supporting Trump. There's no right or wrong when it comes to that. We just don't like the fact that another black person has just co-signed this president who clearly does not believe what we believe or think what we think or feel what we feel. Yeah. Like, we're, we're not really free thinking well, about it. It's kind of like... A rich man. Yeah, he's a rich man, and he relates more to Donald Trump in that aspect. Like we can never relate to Donald Trump because, at this point in our lives, we're not rich. Who right. knows? Me, I mean, all right. Post, post Donald Trump as president, um, if we were rich people, we probably might see Donald Trump in a different light. <laughs> you know, right, d despite you know, you know, like I said, post, post President Donald Trump. Because no, not not a lot of people knew he was like this bad, you know. Right. But, well, really, I mean, it all depends on what your experience in life has been in this country. Like, look yeah. at my my parents are very two very nice, kind, generous, amazing people, and they both voted for Trump, but not necessarily for the reason you know, mainly tax reasons and and yeah, you know your standard stuff, your not, standard yeah. like lower middle class. You know, yeah, financial he, things, not yeah. because he doesn't like a certain type of, uh, you know. My parents could give a flying fuck what color you are, or if you're gay or straight, or what religion you are. They don't, they don't give a shit. They'll treat you the same as anybody. But it, you know, I think it, it, I think it's funnier coming from Kanye, like giving Trump the, the the sign of approval when the same Kanye was just like George Bush doesn't care, care about black people, people. <laughs> and we're like, and, and we're all just kind of like. Looking like, wait a minute, are is this the same person? Like, 
did they switch him out or something like well, yeah there was a was, there was one of those fake tweets uh i think it was george bush it was like a fake george bush tweet and it's something that, it said something about kanye west does not like white people <laughs> or something like uh, some shit like that it, i don't know what it was I, it was it kanye west does not like black people or some shit like that does not care about yeah, black people or white it was, people it was just really funny when did, I wish that, I, when did that happen? Like 2000, that whole thing with George Bush? Or like 2001, uh, somewhere in there? Yeah, it was around that, that time when, um, I think it was around Katrina, if I'm not mistaken. 2004? So that was like yeah. 15 years ago that that happened. Jesus Christ. So, so imagine the time, you know, all the shit that's happened to Kanye from that point to what just happened. All the shit he had to go through from going from George Bush to, uh, hates black people to I support Donald Trump. <laughs> a lot of life changes. Did, oh, did he did he tweet that uh, Obama was in office for eight years and nothing in Chicago changed or some shit like that? He he did he did say some. I don't know if he tweeted it or he uh, he mentioned it, but he definitely has uh, made comment on that. And uh, I think I don't know if it was Ti or somebody else. Someone else like called him out on it and was like, "Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure." Obama like put into place a lot of these programs for kids and for like uh, families and and whatnot in Chicago while he was still in Senate. Like while he like like as he was like coming yeah. out. Yeah, right before he moved up. And it was moved up. It, dude. It was hard because you consider the mess he was put into. You also, know, so it's like uh, the fact that Barack Obama, just like any president, is the president of the United States and he is mm-hmm. not the president of Black people. Yeah, That's there cool. you go. Thank you. He's not. Um, he's not allowed to be selective in how he pushes a certain agenda forward, especially a black agenda, because mm-hmm. that's a really, really sensitive thing in America. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are governing all people, and it's not pro-black, it's not anti-white, it's not this or that. Like it is pro-America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when when people, especially when Kanye says stuff like that, you kind of <clears throat> misunderstand the position that Barack Obama was in. Of course he supports black people. Of course he loves black people. I'm sure that he's a, a very um, pro-black sort of guy. Um, but he's not in a position to push only those agendas forward. Mm-hmm. It's the country, man. He's got to push the country forward. You know, black, whites, Asians, Arabs, exactly. everybody. So, like, I was I was a little bit a little bit annoyed with that comment. It's like, what do you mean? Like, I feel like that was almost kind of like uh, Barack Obama doesn't care about black people sort of statement. Like, yeah. There are undertones with that, too. It's like, no, you can't really say that, you know? Um, but I'm very touchy about Barack Obama. I really, I'm sensitive to what his experience was as president. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, man, for, for, for not getting too far into it, like, you know, uh, I feel like it's safe to say that he wasn't the greatest president ever, like, as far as certain things could have been handled. But you know, by far, none of the worst. I don't. I don't think any of them have ever been the best president they could have been. Right. <laughs> but, but he definitely Except was. for Clinton. I do believe that he did try to make an effort, at mm-hmm. least um, domestically. How he handled things internationally may not have been. You know, he may not have been that savvy or or what have you. We might not agree with all we his might choices. We might agree with all his choices internationally. But at least uh, in terms of trying to, uh, you know, better the society. Co- society in the country, like you can't really take away that he's, you know, trying to, uh, you know, make positive changes for, you know, healthcare and for schools and education, like uh, things of that nature, that you know are now quickly being 
unraveled. Uh, I want to snatch away. Thanks, Trump. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this is. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah